to Ewan. It's no secret that you and I fucking love Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. So, whole episode, we're just going to be chatting about Spider-Man. <laughs> that is it. We're gonna not even gonna tangent into other shit, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We're gonna keep it Spider-Man. We're gonna try to keep it Spider-Man all the way. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with a hard-ass question right off the gate. Between Holland, Garfield, and Maguire, who's your Spider-Man? Maguire, why did you even go there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair. Fair answer, yeah. I don't think it can I'm be any- I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the other two were really good. They were. They and were really, really good. I'll say this, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, despite its flaws, despite the fact that it might be the worst one that we've had of the Spider-Man movies, that is my favorite. That is the one that sticks with me the most. That's the one that I have the biggest emotional connection to. I'll fight you about that. <laughs> I know you are. The uh, answer that will. It's, I, okay, we'll get to that, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's start it off with an, an, an easier question. Where'd you love a Spider-Man start? Uh, Spider-Man action figure. I was sitting in Spur. Mm. I unwrapped this present. It was a Spider-Man action figure. My parents did not see me later that night for like two hours. I was in the jungle gym playing with my Spider-Man. Nice. It was game from there. My Solid. first. You've seen my shelf. Yeah, I have the seen your shelf. on my shelf. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Was Spider-Man. I love it. That is a good start to a shelf. I'll like, be honest. When I was in preschool, <laughs> like my first ever take a toy to class. Spider-Man web shooters. Solid choice. One of my choice. first memories of getting a toy from KFC, the laser Spider-Man web shooters. Fair. To be Those fair, yeah. Those were so cool. Those were awesome. Do you remember when KFC had toys that were better than the Toys R Us toys we currently have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember, it was always a competition who, which had better like toys, KFC or McDonald's. It was like, <laughs> it was actually like a competition. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, to be fair, do you remember because um, I have a very vivid childhood memory of there's a pizza place down by my house, right? We've been to it, we went yeah. to it yesterday. Um, they used to have a drinks fridge, like right next to the counter. And I can vividly remember Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 being on the Coke. And there was like this whole competition associated with it. And it looked so cool. <laughs> like, oh, it was awesome. I will raise you the Spider-Man ice cream. <laughs> I remember that. It tasted different. It tasted, it tasted different. <laughs> it did, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Holy crap. What was the color on the inside? Oh man, I don't remember. What was it? Because I think it was it was either blue and red or it was like something completely wild, if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh that takes me back. Right? Yeah, solid. That's solid a choice. Memory. <laughs> That's a solid choice. Okay, again, if we're talking Spider-Man, I've got a trifecta of things that got me hooked. <laughs> okay, the first thing was I think I mentioned this before. I had the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. I only had two copies of VHS, all yes. right, and they were like like nine episodes in total, and they were fucking awesome. Those exact things that you're talking about, I used to go to the DVD shop. Mm. Um, and my dad used to get angry at me for constantly taking out just those those Spider-Man episodes. Yeah. I used to have those on repeat 24-7. <laughs> the only time that changed was when Spider-Man in 2002 came out, and I just put that on. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the other, that was the second part of this trifecta. The third were 
the Spider-Man games on the PS2. Whoa. The first two movie games I had, they were like the first two games I got with my PS2. And holy crap, they were awesome. Isn't there one where you can play as the villains? As when you play two-player, you can select... That is, okay, that is Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. That was the third game from my childhood, and that was fucking amazing. I would argue, and you can fight me about this, I preferred it to Web Sweetie over Spider-Man 2s. I think they refined it in Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm telling you, that, that game... Um, so you know we have um, our school we have like enemies like yeah. our arch nemesis sure. it was a neighbor of ours that oh, I didn't yeah. realize my mom had already fought with the, that guy's mom right oh, nice. one day I just walked over to his house and I was like hey do you want to hang out and he was like cool yeah I've got a game inside you want to play and it was this game yeah. I just played for hours and hours I used to get so pumped about playing as the next character whoever it would be you could play yeah it was Spider-Man or Venom you could, there was like you could unlock like Prowler, Rhino, Scorpion. Wait, which game are you talking about? I'm talking about Ultimate Spider-Man. That's I, where I you could. This was this was it. But I remember sitting a whole weekend when I knew he wasn't gonna be home, going Monday I'm coming <laughs> and I'm playing as the Prowler. What game is that? No, because okay, so Ultimate Spider-Man, right? Ultimate Spider-Man was after it was based on the Ultimate Comics. They actually adapted a comic arc about this game. Yeah. Um, and it was literally you could. It was the Venom arc from Ultimate Spider-Man. It was literally you could play as Spider-Man or Venom, and it was like free roam around New York City. It was phenomenal. I loved it. This was not a free roam game. I think. Was this like, like Spider-Man friend or foe? Was it? Yes. What, could, okay, yeah, let me yeah, ask yeah, you this: yeah, yeah. Was it almost like movie version, like the Tobey Maguire movie versions of some of the villains? Yeah. Pretty much. Then it was, I think it was Spider-Man Friend or Foe. That is such a good game! That was a co-op one, wasn't it? Yes! Yeah, I think it might have been that one. <laughs> I had so much fun playing that. And that the awesome. Spur used to have the Spider-Man game if you go into the... That was always Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. I love that. You just swing around the city doing whatever you want. That was Ultimate Spider-Man, <laughs> literally, yeah. It was so good. I, I rate that game's web swinging above Spider-Man too. I think they refined it in that game. Oh my god. It was awesome. I also had the, the Spider-Man um, costume when I was young. I used to run around after. I, yeah, I had the muscle suit, yeah. <laughs> you had the muscle suit? I had the muscle suit. I had to fill it with my own muscles. I'm sure that didn't go well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Yeah, um, I, dude, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's fucking awesome. Do you, do you have like certain Spider-Man moments that stand out for you where you were just like... Oh my goodness, I like, love you forever. Are we like across all media or like... Yeah, let's go for it, let's go. Cool. So just like Spider-Man moments where I was like, I just fucking love you. Yeah. <sighs> there, there are some like awesome moments from the old um, cartoon series. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Right? The Lizard episode. Oh the yeah. OG episode. That was the one I had on VHS, yeah. The it was that set of episodes. The black suit Spider-Man. Where he holds the door and he's gonna smash it over Rhino's head and like it hits him. Like, uh, oh my goodness! Brilliant, excellently done. Yeah. And then the scene where he's on the wall and you do you remember the old theme song? Yes. Radio. Yeah, oh, I that's do. So good. Oh, that. Oh, dude, I want to watch that night. You got It was so good. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, okay, so mo okay, one of the moments that always sticks out to me yeah, yeah. as purely Spider-Man is Spider-Man 2, okay? 
it's right at the end, the Dark Rock's like sun, I think that was, it was like his renewable energy source, like, but it was basically yeah, a miniature yeah, yeah. sun, was like starting to expand and all that, and, and Spider-Man unmasks himself, and Doc Ock looks at him, goes, Peter Parker, and he's like so shocked, and he just goes, brilliant but lazy, because that's what he said to him earlier, where yes, he's like, yeah, yeah. you don't apply yourself, you need to do better in life, and it, it's that like moment of connection where he's like, oh, oh, you know, and that re- I love that. That is purely Spider-Man to me, because no one ever thinks of Peter Parker. Yeah. And it's, and it's because being Spider-Man is so shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> can we just talk about that fact for a moment? Yes, like, okay. So I think that's why Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters. Nothing, li- literally nothing ever goes his way. And it's so bleak as well. Like, so that is the, the part, um, there's three aspects to this. The, there is the, um, with great power comes great responsibility. Of course, yeah. Your life is going to be miserable, but what you're doing is good. Yeah. You have the ability to change things. There is the Stan Lee's, um, anyone can be Spider-Man. Yeah, which is, okay, and that's, <laughs> I'm going to bring this into Amazing Spider-Man 2, because that's one of the reasons I didn't enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. So if you remember, there's a scene where he discovers that whole underground train thing. Yes, yeah. And he gets the message from his father, and his father's like, Peter, my DNA's in the spiders. That crushes me, because what it means essentially is only he could have become Spider-Man. Yeah. Because for anyone else, it wouldn't have worked. Which is disappointing, because the whole thing about Spider-Man is... It was just happenstance. Yeah. It was just a singular moment where something happened and he made a choice to do something about it. Sure. After first stumbling, sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that's the whole, that's the reason Uncle Ben dies. It's that he can learn that lesson of, it's going to get shit, but I have to do the right thing. Yeah. And I think, it, I, <laughs> I think it's also so fascinating, Spider-Man as a character, every, he, he feels the responsibility of everything like even shit that is completely out of his control i feel like that's also why he ends up being the greatest superhero of all time yeah but like there's a fantastic i think it's a comic book where like electro breaks out on a raft and spider-man bumps into like the avengers or something he's like i'm so sorry like i, I didn't want this to happen or whatever they're like chill dude you, you didn't break him out like it's not your fault yeah. and he's like no he's my villain i'm so responsible for it they're like jesus dude like <laughs> chill have you seen his interaction with um daredevil on the roof i think so and they're talking about about um killing someone for the first time yeah i think yeah. so to explain oh, it for the viewers at home so it's it's um i can't remember exactly i just know there was an excellent panel about it but basically, um, Daredevil sees um, uh, Spider-Man up on the roof, yeah. and then um, Spider-Man's like, I almost killed someone today. Mm. And um, Daredevil's like, yeah, you've been dealing with this for how long now? You're, you're a kid. Yeah. And you have the ability to punch someone to death. And you've been holding back, and you almost hurt someone, to, you almost killed someone today. It's gonna hurt, and if you kill someone, it, it, it'll be with you forever. Yeah. And then they, there's this scene where they hug, right? Mm. And Spider-Man's at first like taken aback, and then like he sinks into it, and you realize like this is an adult. Yeah. I'm a child. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm allowed to feel this way. Yeah. And it is harsh. And also, you have that amazing um, 
scene in um, the cartoon where he interacts with Daredevil. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Daredevil, like, knows who he is and says, like, I know who you are, but I respect what you're trying to do and I'm not going to tell anyone. Yeah. I will... I'll raise you this. There's a... I, I can't remember which comic it is, and I think it is Cable who says it. But basically, so Cable is a time-traveling mutant in the comics, son of Jean Grey and Cyclops, basically. And he comes back in time, and he meets Spider-Man, and he's like, holy shit, it's Spider-Man. And he's like, oh, hi, like, how, and he's like, oh, I'm from the future. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. And he's like, in the future, you were the only hero anyone remembers. And he was like, oh, and like, Spider-Man's like, oh, um, okay. And he's like, you were the only person who ever gave a crap about the regular dude on the street. Like, there are just monuments to you around everywhere. Yep. And he's like, uh, oh, uh, and that is Spider-Man. Like, it's so cool. When you, when you have that, like, Cap and Iron Man arguing, like, like who of us will go down in history? And it's like, lol. It's Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, like, that's like something. So, during Civil War, um, there's a meme about it where Cap... Cap, like Cap Steve, and everyone's like, yeah. yeah! And then Iron Man seems like, yeah! And then they see like Spider-Man down the middle and like, fuck the rest! Spider-Man! <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, oh, so, an interesting premise that I heard um, was the fact that not everyone can be Spider-Man. Not everyone is able to bear that burden. Not everyone... Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I think that's that what makes yeah. uh, Peter Parker such a special character, but that audience relation of, yeah. I could do, like, because again, it is, the, it's... Because it brings out the good in you. That's, yeah. I think that was the point. Like, if you were given these powers, like, and someone told you, like, with great power comes great responsibility, knowing who Spider-Man is, like, you yeah. would do your best to, to go and do good. Yeah. Hopefully. I, I, yeah, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I think a lot of things would, uh, like, realistically, if powers were in the real world, it would be uh, end up a lot more like the boys than yeah. Spider-Man, unfortunately. Which um, is bleak. Which is bleak. Yeah. But also, I think Stanley did something very incredible in making Spider-Man very relatable, especially for the time. Yeah, uh, I think he received a lot of flack. Children. Yeah, he received a lot of flack at the time for making a kid Spider-Man and for giving him the problems that he did. Yeah, because like Peter Parker is forever being kicked out of where he lives. <laughs> like he's poor. Yeah. He is dirt poor. Like it's incredible. Have you played the Spider-Man game? Watched on YouTube at all? Mm-hmm. No. no. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it then. It has got what I think is one of the the Spider-Man moments, who he is, and I think they pushed him forward as a character in a way that separates the universe from everything else before it, and it really, it shows you who Spider-Man is, and I think you should either play that game or watch the YouTube cutscenes, dude. My goodness, it's really good. Um, but let's talk about the movies for a moment, because the movies have been very impactful, yes. I think. Um, are, you know that scene where you see the barbs on Tobey Maguire's face? Oh, yeah. I will never forget that. That is one of the most amazing things I have ever seen. And, like, tell me not every child who has seen that movie, like, looked at your hands. Yeah, you had that moment where you were like, I, I could get that off. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, you, like, climb along the floor. You try and climb walls like that, and that is... Oh, that's something special. <laughs> yeah. 
To be fair, I've always loved that explanation for the movies because they went very organic with his powers. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. It, it's a neat twist on the character. Um, <laughs> I've always enjoyed it because people are always like, oh, hair's coming out. Like, that's so unrealistic and whatever. But um, I just like to point out in the comic books, it's kind of like he can just. Att- he can control the attraction between molecules, I think it is. And you're telling me that's more realistic than his hairs grew out a little yeah, bit. I think that the hairs thing comes from actual spiders. Cause spiders no, yeah, it does. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, spiders have hairs that are so fine, they reach between like any sort of like dust particle, yeah. and that's how they're, they're able to climb everything. Yeah, or something like that. I'm not an uh, expert on spiders. <laughs> Spider-Man, yes. Spiders, <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is also ironic because, again, when Stanley created Spider-Man, one of the pushbacks from his editor at the time was, N- no one likes spiders. <laughs> I hate spiders. I love Spider-Man, Spider-Man though. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't eat tomatoes, but I love tomato sauce. That's, a, that's actually a fair analogy. I agree with you there. That's an impressive one. <laughs> so another thing that was so cool was the, the webbing slingshot. Yeah, from Tobey Maguire. Yeah. yeah. The, the webbing scene where he tries to shoot the web across the bullet and you can't figure out what sort of hand motion. I enjoyed that. Iconic! I enjoyed that as well because the whole thing in the comics is he's got the presser pad on his palm and that's yeah. why he... Whereas when he's got organic webbing, he's like, what the fuck must I do to get an out? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? I, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> oh, uh, it actually makes sense. Someone explained it on a YouTube video as well. That I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> that, I have no doubt about that that's at where all. That's the gland would be. That's how you would release it. I was like, okay, cool. That's Fair enough. Is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I will say, Tobey Maguire movies, I didn't enjoy Kirsten Dunst very much because, I, A, I felt like they didn't do enough with her. She was always just damsel in distress, I can't be with Spider-Man. Um, and I didn't find Kirsten Dunst particularly great in the role. I think she looked fantastic mm. in the role, very definitely like Mary Jane and all that, Girl Next Door. But I, I wasn't a big fan. I will say, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield had wow. phenomenal chemistry. Yeah. And Emma Stone is honestly, to me, Gwen Stacy. Yes, that is one of the reasons why I love The Amazing Spider-Man so much, is because you get that emotional connection throughout that movie. Fair. And it's such a gut punch, even though, like, if you've read the comics, you know it's coming. Oh, you're talking second one now? Yes, you know her death is coming. Fair, I will say, they did that death scene really, really well. The webbing that looks like a hand. Yeah, that's really cool. I do enjoy that. Oh my goodness. And the fact that he he gets down to the bottom, expecting to have saved her. Yeah. Which is, again comics like yeah. comics accurate and everything um Tony was smarter than that he, he reduced his speed met her and then went yeah that's fair respect big man <laughs> man out thought his situation <laughs> yeah that's right because they do do the homage in the first spider-man where he catches mary jane and then he still catches the school children yeah Good scene. Good scene, dude. Wow, that is such a good That scene. is an impressive one. I remember that being such a point of tension when I was young. Yeah, dude, because it's like snap, snapping. Yeah, the Green Goblin's just staying there, and he's like, okay, you want to play the hero, that's fine. Choose then. <laughs> and it's like, why would you do that? That's such a dick move. <laughs> and villain, right? Yeah, like phenomenal. Willem Dafoe was brilliant. Yeah, I really enjoyed Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. I, his suit's fine. 
Um, I enjoyed the suit. Have you seen the the like the alternate the alternate version? That would have been yeah. Goodness. But um, the power suit makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that, yeah, that was and good. the yellow eyes. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that. I did also dig the fact that the yellow eyes, like, moved, yeah. like, so that they could move up. You could see Willem Dafoe, um, which was pretty cool. But I will say, Doc Ock, what a phenomenal villain. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, there's a reason Spider-Man 2 is held to such a high standard. Um, I think it is. Their connection to each other is brilliant. I, I think the whole movie is done phenomenally. I think it's Sam Raimi firing on all cylinders. He, like, not to be funny, but he even touches on his horror roots when Doc Ock becomes Doc Ock. Mm. Do you remember yeah. the surgery table? Stop and it's fighting. even that moment with the chainsaw, yes, bro. Yeah. Why do surgeons have chainsaws? <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. I'm like, it's great. <laughs> the train scene, though. The train scene is phenomenal. How? how? Um, okay, one thing I will say against Tobey Maguire. He is perhaps the most unbelievable actor in terms of young Spider-Man. Oh, he's an old dude. He's an old dude because yeah. they even, in the train scene, they have that moment where um, his mask is off and the guy's like, he's just a kid, barely older than mine. And you're like, your kid's dude, he's age. your age. Like, <laughs> what age did you have a child, sir? <laughs> I think that's where Tom Holland probably has the best shot. Um, yeah, because he represents a really young Spider-Man, a really like coming to terms with high school and life. Mm. Uh, and I enjoy that. And I think yeah. the only reason people realistically have a problem with his Spider-Man is because we had two mo- sets of movies beforehand that were only Spider-Man. Yeah. Whereas Tom Holland's Spider-Man is very MCU connected, and like just by the nature of the MCU itself, of course it would be. Yeah. Like, um, but I think they pulled that off really well. Um, especially in terms of like how a kid from Queens who is so poor would just have this technology and stuff. I enjoy that they show that maybe he did have it before, um, especially in Homecoming, the well, final act. homemade everything. So the homemade everything yeah. is a good way of showing that he has the capabilities, you know, and then you just, but I feel like they put too much stock money behind him in the MCU. A little, yeah. Which is, uh, I think, where a lot of valid criticism comes in. Although I did enjoy that scene, especially post-Endgame in Far From Home, yep. where he's on the plane and he's like, you handle the suit, I'll handle the music. Yeah. And you see him making, he's like, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. And you're just like, ah, oh, that is, that's MCU Peter Parker right there. <laughs> that's brilliant. You dunce. <laughs> Literally. It's like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> He actually uh, did say that in an interview, he was like, there's going to be a scene where people are going to hate me. Yeah, Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. In terms of suits, though... I, I really like home, the Homecoming and Far From Home one, actually. I dig yeah. the black. And especially the OG web wings, dude. Yes, the web wings. We've got to respect the web We've wings. Got to respect the web wings. Um, the, the Far From Home suit looks like the... Superior Spider-Man suit. Yeah, it does have that vibe going for it. Yeah, which I really like. It's a really cool suit. I will say, what I do enjoy about Tom Holland's Spider-Man is that they got the movable eyes. Mm. I think it really does a lot for the character. Yeah, it really does. Um, Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit. Love that one. I feel like that is the most comic-accurate looking suit. Except for the eyes. Respect the eyes. It is pretty good. I will give you that. Having said that, I am quite a fan of the first Amazing Spider-Man suit. Um, I know, look, I know it's it's definitely not the best. 
And I even when I first saw it, I, I distinctly remember um, turning to my dad and being like, I'm pretty sure that's like his daughter's Spider-Man costume. Because there is yes. there's a comic uh, it's literally Spider Girl, I think. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. yeah. I agree. That was, I think that was one of my first comments. Literally, because I, I saw they had the big cardboard cutout, and I was like, I literally looked at his fingernails, and I was like, that's the daughter's it has costume. The additional blue yeah. um, wiring around. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, this seems like his daughter's costume. But when I walked out of the movie, I was like, I really enjoyed that costume. Like, I really enjoyed that. And I, I think the first Spider Man movie is good, but. There's a lot of elements like the whole you don't know the whole story with his parents thing. Yeah, big crap. But whenever any like even in the comics, whenever they touch on Spider-Man's parents, it's always crap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like Uncle Ben, um, Aunt May, perfect. Exactly. That is, yeah. It's all the, I never needed an explanation. For you, yeah, you don't need to know why the parents aren't there. You just need to know that they aren't. Yeah. Uh, best web slinging, I think, comes from um, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. The two, I think he shows himself to be the most agile. Yeah. And I think he just has the best web slinging moments. And then obviously you can't, like, not Tobey Maguire swing through New York City. Yeah, that is obviously awesome. I feel like awesome. he has got the best swing through New York City, but in terms of fighting villains with webbing and, like... To be fair, there's that moment stuff. where... Um, in the high school when he's on the lizard and he like yes. crawls around yes. him like an actual spider yep. that yes. was really cool to see I'm yep. not gonna lie I really enjoyed that they also had the scene where he's down in the sewer and he sets up the, the yeah wall and he has the, the camera ready to go off yeah. I thought that was that and was it's the fact that he's like literally also too. sitting there waiting with like a game on his phone that yeah. remind that literally reminded me of that 90s cartoon yeah exactly yeah like to a T I was yeah I was ah oh. I think the only um, Maguire movie that fell short in terms of villain was a third movie. But that's because they shoved Venom in. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sandman would have been great on his own. If if they'd give Sandman and Harry, like, enough time on their own, I think it could have been a really good time. I think the amnesia thing with Harry was a bit strange. He turned into a bit of a creepo. He was a bit of a creepo in that one, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I can't believe it took his butler so long to say something. That butler's kind of a dick. I didn't know he had a butler. <laughs> but I see, that's why I think they did the amnesia thing, because they were like, we didn't really set them up a lot as friends before we exed that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then I don't think, like, that first Spider-Man movie has got so many moments that will live on. For example, the scene where he's up on his ceiling and the blood drips and... Oh, yeah. What? That's pretty crazy as well. To be fair, I also enjoyed that um, first scene of him get, like, having his spider sense, where he's just seeing everything in slow motion. That was... I really enjoyed that. Everyone in that high school is steady. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is the oldest high school I've ever seen. (laughs) Flash Thompson was a grown-ass man. Literally. (laughs) He He played... He, he's literally playing Deathstroke. I was gonna say that's he, like he's transitioned, but like he's <laughs> old ass. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Tom Holland's um, villains have been really good. Dude, the Michael Vulture Keaton's Vulture. So <laughs> that is still one of the MCU's best twists. Uh, honestly, hands down. And most un- unexpected as well. Yeah, literally, and it's, it's such a well done scene. Cuts you off as a as a fan. It's not. Yeah. It's not easy to pull one over on us. Literally, like that was. Oh. Although to be fair, you got to acknowledge. 
Tom Holland Spider-Man movie fucked the MCU timeline because of that whole it had the Avengers thing and then it said eight years later oh, so and everyone was like that doesn't make sense <laughs> 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 that sets it after Infinity War <laughs> Oh, no, that's problematic. <laughs> yeah, because remember, theoretically, the Marvel timeline was pretty much... It was pretty much at a point, it was just the release date of each movie. Yeah. Like, the Avengers takes place in 2012. Mm. Um, like, that type of thing. Yeah. Until you got to, like, Homecoming, and then it was like, well, it's out the window. It, it's tough to make it work. Yeah. But, like, Which, but it's, it's a small enough mistake that you can forgive it because I'll bet there are so many people who are just like, neat, eight years later. Like, this makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. At first, I did not like the character of Ned. <laughs> but see, he's a hangover from Miles Morales from the comics. Oh. Yeah, because in the, in the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, Ned was... Oh, I, but he wasn't called Ned, I don't think. He was... Something else, but that, the, literally he looks exactly like it. Oh, snap. Yeah. Did not know that. That's yeah. interesting. Which is pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed the interactions they had, especially in Infinity War, when he's like, Ned, I need you to make a distraction. And without yeah. even skipping a beat, he's like, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I actually, yes, and I really grew to enjoy their chemistry. Mm. I'm, I'm interested to see where Harry would fit in there. That's my thing, because Harry could be quite an interesting one, depending on how they choose could to be go. A new with kid, because he's very much into the science, um, like quiz. Yeah. In those movies, which I think is going to be really cool if Harry comes and he's smarter than Peter. I know that's not his original setup. He's supposed to be like a guy that. Um, Peter helps get through high school. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah pretty much. So it could be that. Could I think it would be very interesting to rich, just... dumb kid yeah. who's not living up to his dad's expectations. Well, I think it would be very interesting to have Harry come in and just be like a lonely kid and Peter and Ned be like, yo, let's friend this guy. <laughs> like, that would, that would work, but I could also see them going the route of, oh, don't you remember you used to play with Harry when you were like five? Oh, but they already did that in The Amazing Spider-Man, though. But that's my point. That's why I can see them doing it again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. then Osborne would be awesome in this world. That's as, fair. As, as, like, a second fiddle to everything Stark has ever done. Literally, yeah. That would be a... Also, he's more into the genetic side than, than tech... Than like but he also did happen. take over as Iron Man during the Dark Avengers run in the comics. Does he... Um, I know that no, he took over as Iron Patriot. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. It was Iron Patriot. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, so the new Spider-Man movie. The, Which sounds big. <laughs> it sounds big. Let's chat about the, the um, Spider-Verse movie. So, oh, okay. How good is that movie? I was blown away by how much I enjoyed that movie. Okay, yes. I'll be honest. Okay. So the thing is, I when I read the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, I loved them. Okay, but I'm talking Peter Parker Ultimate Spider-Man, I loved. The death of Spider-Man was heart-wrenching in the comics. Okay, I it was a fantastic direction to go. But I don't think Miles Morales was ever that interesting going forward. Yeah. Okay, it's only very recently when they brought him into like the 616 and they've done all this stuff recently that he's become quite an interesting character for me. But especially with Spider-Verse, I was surprised by how much I liked him. Yeah. Because, again, not to be funny, but usually Miles Morales is just Spider-Man, but he's black. Yeah. 
you know. That's how I was introduced to him, and I didn't like it at first, because I was like, are you just trying to, like, get rid of Peter Parker? Yeah. And just, like, uh, make certain people happy? Yeah. And I thought it was a choice like that, and then um, I wasn't a big fan of the character, and then I watched, or I saw an image of Miles Morales over... Uh, Captain America with his shield going to like kill him. Yeah. I was like, cool, I should probably look into that. <laughs> and you get a little bit more intrigue from that. And then I watched this movie and I was like, you've made him interesting. You've made him someone that I want to root for. Like, literally, it was only after I watched Into the Spider Verse that I was properly like, I enjoy Miles Morales. I would really like to see him in something else. He's actually my dream role if I could play an MCU character. Now, the problem enough. is, is that. I'm very tall. You are quite tall. And you Tom dwarf Tom Holland. Midget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. No but offense, the, if I ever meet you, Tom. I'll yeah. For those of you listening, Ewan is, is six foot three, I believe. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but around that high, like he's tall. He's tall. Like I would look into Thor's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed Into the Spider Verse. Um, I enjoyed Peter B. Parker. I think that older Spider-Man, yeah. who is just Sucking at life is just <laughs> perfect. I feel like that's an accurate representation of where um, uh, Spider-Man was going with Tobey Maguire in the second movie. I think that's where he was going, period. Like, you could argue oh, that yeah. was where it was being... And I think that's what they did, because they, they homaged a lot of that yes, stuff. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. um, there's the scene where he punches the Doc Ock thrown car yeah. when he's sitting with Mary Jane. Like, that type of stuff, you homage that a lot. Which I saw as them being like, this is kind of like the Tobey Maguire's And even like. in the dance. Exactly. That That's why I was like, they're, like, they're kind of you pushing. Know what they did. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I enjoyed. I really did. Because um, it is, like, not to be funny, but with the shit Spider-Man goes through, he would end up with a crap situation in life. Oh. He probably would end up divorcing Mary Jane. The broke your back thing. I feel like that is a direct picture from Maguire when he fell down in that car. Oh, yeah. He'd stand up straight and like, I'm back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my back. <laughs> that was brilliant. To be fair, one of my favorite scenes from that movie is when they meet the Doc Ock in Miles' universe. Yeah, yeah. And then he sends Miles off the computer and he gets flung into the corridor without even receiving a beat. He's up and jogging. He's like, good news, Miles. You don't need the monitor. And he throws it. <laughs> and then you just get whacked again. It, it's brilliant. I think, yeah, what they did with that movie. Also, because not being funny, but I was never much of a fan of Spider-Gwen. Um, okay, yeah, fair enough. I don't know if you've read her in the comics at all. Like, it's an entry uh, for me, it's an interesting Elseworlds type of thing. Yeah. But it's one of those where her popularity meant she's staying. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I've never been the biggest fan of that, but I enjoyed her in the movie. Yeah. I think it's interesting that she's going to hit on Miles, because I think that's where they hinted the sequels yeah, yeah. going, them, like, together and all that type of thing. That's how it ended as well, yeah, yeah. with them being like, hey... Um, hey, exactly. Literally, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I, to me, Gwen Stacy is that kind of Peter Parker, you know? Yeah. It is Peter Parker's love interest, which is why I think if you're going to do Spider-Gwen, you should keep her almost single. Sounds weird, I guess. Yeah. No, I understand what you're talking about, though. But can we just yeah. say, Nick Cage as, as Spider-Man Noir was 
perfect. Spider-Man Noir is a really good comic as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really oh, enjoyed Spider-Man Noir, which is why I was so surprised by the direction they took for Spider-Verse. He, he's great. He's great in that movie. I love it. that match is burned down my fingertips just <laughs> so I can feel something. <laughs> it's ph- Dude, when he's at the end, when he's like, also, I'm taking this cube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I will. <laughs> Brilliant. I, fu- I like I that Nick Cage. You did it. You got to play <laughs> Superman and Spider-Man and Ghost Rider. Well done. Oh my God. Oh, what a phenomenal job. Yeah. Like honestly, that movie is so well done. And I, I also yeah, I enjoyed animation. the ending. The animation was also really good as well. And Kingpin's like story in that is great. Yeah, I did enjoy that. He's actually a really terrifying villain as well. Yeah. That's true. I honestly, I want to see Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin against Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I, I think that would lead to some proper. Have you read Ultimate Co- Ultimate Spider-Man? Oh, uh, I haven't read all. Of it. I've seen I've seen certain bits and I've read pieces. Cause like there, <laughs> there's a there's a moment where he's fighting Kingpin, where he is going to stop him, right? And Kingpin's literally like, "It's you again." Why? Because like, like they all know he's a child. They're like, yeah. "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Hang on, hang on, hang on." And he literally whips out a set of notes and stuff. And he's like, hmm, the Kingpin is so fat that and he just starts doing like, he just starts doing fat jokes. He's like, oh, you don't like that one. And he just starts going through all these notes. And that is, it's brilliant. I gotta, I gotta have a look at that. And I could totally see Tom Holland pulling that off with Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Like, honestly. It, oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's so funny. It, and that's so Spider-Man. Because also, uh, a lot of the Ultimates, and I, I, it's a general insinuation in the comics, um, generally when it comes to Spider-Man, but he uses his humor because he's scared shitless. Yeah. <laughs> the quips is an essential part about being Spider-Man. Yeah. And I love that each one of the Spider-Man characters has had their own version of that. Yeah. I enjoy the fact that Peter Parker is a motor mouth that just cannot shut the fuck up. <laughs> And I love the fact that that annoys everyone, hero and villain alike. And the only person it appeals to is Deadpool, who outperforms him in that area. <laughs> yes, so Tom Holland has amazing interactions where he just talks blab so much that the other heroes are like, you shut up. Dude, that Civil War thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. Where he's like, I don't know if you've ever done a fight before, but there's not this much talking. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll try to stop. And he's still. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a drone? <laughs> like, that is so cool. <laughs> and then. Um, in The Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield has a bunch of really funny moments as well. Yeah. Especially during that opening sequence of Amazing Spider-Man 2, when he's um, talking to the villain inside the truck. Oh, uh, yeah, so and he rolls down and he's like, no, no. Like, no, no, I enjoyed Andrew Garfield, the first moment he becomes Spider-Man, he's dealing with the car thief. Yeah, and yeah. the dude pulls out the knife and he's like, oh no, a small knife, my one weakness. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that is brilliant. And yeah, to me, that was the only time he ever really got to shoot off his mouth in that film. Oh, Which, yeah, yeah. my okay, my problem with Amazing Spider-Man is that they they didn't quite get Peter Parker right. Andrew Garfield has the potential to be an amazing Peter Parker yeah, yeah. and a very good Spider-Man to boot. But they wrote him almost like too cool and too much of an asshole almost. Oh, in, okay, I understand what you're saying. If you get like, it's almost, they gave him like that hipster vibe where yeah. it was like you could see Peter Parker there, but they'd almost, they tried to dark knight it almost. I think he, 
he resembled a lot of the spectacular Spider-Man from the TV show. Fair, actually. Yeah. Very yeah. fair. He resembled a lot of that. Even his outfit, actually, the blue and brown, the blue shirt with the brown under the sleeves. Yeah. Sleeves. No, fair he enough. He literally wears that outfit. Fair enough, actually. I, um, I love those movies so much. In um, in high school, yeah. I needed to get more clothes because someone told me that I dressed really badly. Nice. And it suddenly struck me. I went out and I was wearing mustard-colored shorts and like a purple top, and I was like. Nice. You might be right. <laughs> you might wow, be you're right. all done. And then I was like, who do I, how, where, where do I find fashion? And I just like saw Peter Parker in these movies and I was like, that. Nice. That's what I want. And then I went and got those things. I even cut holes in the sleeves, nice. my long sleeves, like stick my thumbs through them. Oh, wow. I so, like that exact look. And I'm telling you, the outfits that he has with the Amazing Spider-Man 2, I will find those for you in my cupboard. Fair. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Fair enough. I bought a coat specifically to look like that. <laughs> Fair enough, actually. I'm not sure. Uh, we had a um, drama rehearsal once for Hamlet. Oh yeah. I rocked up. Oh, I remember. Wearing yeah. one of his outfits, and I kept asking people like, "Does this look right?" And they were like, "Yeah, you look good." Even my glasses, my current pair of glasses, is styled after the Andrew Garfield pair. Nice, solid. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's some dedication. Which is unfortunate because, again, I think Andrew Garfield had so much potential. Yeah. Honestly. I think he showed off how smart Spider Man could be. That's true. Although, I will say Tom Holland's also doing that. But Tom Holland does it a lot subtly, like more yeah. subtly. Where, <laughs> if that's a phrase, but um, where, like, take where he um, connects the boat after it's been sorted in half. Yes, it is. Like, you see him going, Karen, give me all the structural weak points and everything. And that, that's him going, okay, I need to web up these little bits. You see him doing, like, little turns on the webbing to reinforce it. So that, to me, feels almost like, like, very sneakily smart, you know, yeah. where you don't expect it. Whereas Andrew Garfield was much more like, I bolt the web shooters, like, yeah. you know, which can be quite brushed past with Tom Holland because he does just get the Tony Stark trust fund button. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also think that uh, Andrew Garfield has gone through the most suffering besides the Maguire's intense scene with the death of Uncle Ben. Fair. Um, although, to be fair, I think it's just because he had the death of Gwen Stacy. Yeah, and that was a huge, that was a pivotal moment. In although, to be fair, I'll give you, it's also the death of her dad in the first one, Ooh, actually. Oh, snap, yeah. Because that's, that's a pretty solid um, death scene right there. Yeah, so he, I think he was given the most to deal with emotionally. Fair. And I think he probably had one of the shittier times. Spider-Man in... I really Spider actually... Spider-Man 2 and 3 of the Maguire series, things got shitty, but they did it in a really bad way that it made him seem like he was just being overly emotional. Fair. You see what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no I can get there. Um, I will say, out of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, I loved, in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, the interaction with Flash Thompson. There is yeah, there's one right. where he, after Uncle Ben dies, and literally, like, Gwen has tried to talk to him, whatever, whatever, and Flash Thompson walks up to him and he just says, not today, Flash. And he's like, no, you're going to listen to me. And he just shoves him up against him. He's like, that feels great, right? And he's like, I get it. Like, just, he died. You can feel the way you feel. It's, it's such a great scene. And I wish they'd push that further. Yeah, same. Because I, I think they left it off in a really cool place by the end where he's like, you're really filling out. And he's like, oh, I see you dig Spider-Man. And he's like, ah, chicks dig him, you know? I like I special moment. Yeah, I, I, I really I and again that's why I say like 
Andrew Garfield had so much potential because Mark Webb and like that whole crew is really character focused. Yeah. And it's moments like that that shine through where you're like, oh, there's, there's so much. Do you want to talk about a heartfelt moment? Let's talk about that homecoming scene where he lifts the rubble. Oh, dude. And he cries out for help and he's in tears. And like you see for the first time, like there was never a moment in Maguire or Garfield Spider-Man where you were like, he's in trouble. He's a kid. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. It, yeah, no, I agree. There, there's a borderline moment in the Maguire series when he's dealing with Green Goblin and the burning building and stuff, right? Sure. There are some moments, but there, it's never like a I need help yeah. sort of moment. Whereas that Tom Holland scene, dude, it is crushing. And also, honestly, that is how to homage in live action, genuinely, because that is a beloved comic book moment, and it is given so much reverence in such an important moment, because not being funny, it is the moment where he affirms for himself, I am Spider-Man. Because remember, there's that whole theme running throughout the movie of if, you, like, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't, you don't deserve yeah. to have it. And that's when he realizes it. He sees the mask in the water, sees his own face, which, again, another classic homage to the classic imagery of yeah. like the half Spider-Man thing. And he just says, I'm Spider-Man, I will push this. Yeah. And he does. And it shows A, how strong Spider-Man is, how fucking strong his will is, and B, just the type of hero Spider-Man is. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. No matter what happens, you get back up. Literally. And I, and I think that's why Spider-Man is so enduring and, and endearing, actually. Yeah. Because it's that, like, my life is shit, but I'm always going to make the right choice. I'm always going to keep standing up. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Powerful stuff, dude. Yeah. In terms of, like, brute strength and power, let's get into this conversation. Okay. My firm belief is that um, Maguire Spider-Man is the strongest. He lifted that massive structure against Dark Ark. He stopped the train. Like, man is super strong. Tom Holland's Spider-Man is really strong, too. I was going to say, like, Tom he's going to get stronger. So I'll give him that. He will get stronger. But Maguire's Spider-Man, as he was in the movies, I would say is currently the strongest Spider-Man. That's pretty fair. Uh, I think that, yeah, that's pretty fair. Andrew Garfield is definitely the most agile, though. Yes. Um, agreed. Uh, and then in terms of, like, intelligence, fighting style, <laughs> I feel like... Maguire would kick everyone's ass. No, dude. What? Are you serious? I, yeah, I, I definitely agree that Maguire is more powerful. I think but he throws the more punches than anyone. He actually knows how to fight with. Okay, the well, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna counter with is Tom Holland, right? Okay, and I, yeah. I'm gonna say Tom Holland because Tom Holland has really fought, like. You, okay, not to be funny, but you, you sit there and you're like, oh, Tobey Maguire's fought some battles. Not to be funny, but think about it. He fought Green Goblin, who had somewhat enhanced strength. We yeah. don't know the limits of it at all, so all we know is it's somewhat enhanced. He fought Dark Ark, yeah. which would assume that without the arms is just a normal person, with the arms, call it super strength or whatever. And then he faced Venom and Sandman, right? That's pretty powerful. I'll, I'll grant you, yeah. all right? Look at Tom Holland, though. He did go up against Captain America, if you're looking for a fighting style. Okay. So that shows he's like he can actually fight someone who's on that level. Yeah. Okay. The Vulture, which is like an aerial threat he needs to outthink. Yeah. Mysterio, he definitely needed to outthink. Yeah. But he's also traded blows with Thanos. Okay. But he didn't really do much actual fighting. He got a lot of help and he 
couple kicks in here and there. Um, but in terms of like actually like hand to hand. But, but what I'm saying is, if you think about Tobey Maguire, other than the train scene with Doc Ock, yeah, he didn't really fight a lot. As in, like he didn't have very impressive showcases of fighting. I will, I will argue with that oh, in yeah. terms of the Sandman fight underground. Okay, it's, that was a very good one. Yeah. I'll give you that. When he's angry and he has the venom suit. Yeah, that was that was really well done. That was really really well done. Um, but still, I just feel like Spider-Man's opponents have been stronger. Okay, yeah. Where so where you're like, oh, fighting style. It's like, but look at what he's had to do. <laughs> like, you know, again, you say, oh, Tobey Maguire fights with his webs and all that. But if you look at like MCU Spider-Man, he really does fight like. His whole shtick is agile web shooting, like fair enough. God, I think Andrew, uh, Andrew Garfield's undercut somewhat because his villains have been a little lackluster. I feel. Yeah, but he also got to show off in a different way in terms of his agility and the way he uses his webbing. Yeah, that's so true. Tom Holland was given a variety of ways that's to use true. his webs. Maguire had some really cool things that he got done with his webs. But uh, Andrew Garfield had that scene with... Uh, the, lizard. the lizard. I still love it. It's yeah. such a good where scene where he's crawling all over. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and I think that definitely shows he's phenomenal Spider-Man too. Um, <laughs> the Spider-Sense scenes are really cool. I think... Uh, Who do you think's got the strongest Spider-Sense? <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. We did. I think it's Maguire. I, I genuinely do think it's Maguire. From that Spider-Man 1 scene, yeah. I think he probably has the, the strongest Spider-Sense, plus he uses it more than any of the others. Yeah. Holland had that really cool scene with Mysterio. Yeah, but, uh, but his whole second movie was about him coming to understand his Spider-Sense kind yeah. of. Which, I'll be honest, I didn't enjoy them being like, oh, it's the Peter Tingle. Just call it Spider-Sense. Like, yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Um, I Andrew Garfield only ever got the spider sense with like major occurrence. Like, remember, yeah. there's that scene where Electro like is smashing up the city and he's yeah. talking to Gwen and he gets the spider sense and he's like, oh. and it's like, wow, that's a that's a very impressive yeah. spider sense. Like, you are not in danger at all there. Like, but yeah, so I would think Maguire has the strongest spider sense overall. And it happens more often. I think he gets better scenes to show it all. Yes. Like he gets a lot of the scene. dodging without looking type of stuff, yeah. yeah. Which I think MCU Spider-Man, they've done a little s- too subtly almost. The Civil War, you have that one scene where his eyes go big. Yeah, where he's like, oh god, and then he dodges the... Yeah. But again, that's what I'm saying, it's like almost too subtle. Where you need to just give it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- yeah, I think we've talked Spider-Man <laughs> to death, honestly. We still have more in the tank, but we'll we'll see. Well, yeah, I, I think we can save it for maybe <laughs> Spider-Man Part Two. You know, we yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe stick close to the comics and all that type of stuff. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I think that wraps us up for this one. Yeah, I've been you. I've been Ryan. Thank you for listening, guys. <laughs>